0: After missing the Olympics by one spot, Nick Michaud turned his focus into coaching a diverse population of Nordic skiers, including the U.S. Paralympic team partnered with Crosscut. My name is Nick Michaud. I work for the U.S. Paralympic ski team and uh, Crosscut Mountain Sports Center. So I have a joint role where I help work with the development team and the national team for the U.S. Paralympic team and we're partnered with Crosscut. And so I'm helping them run programming which has mainly been, I think, probably the country's first elite team with biathletes, Nordic skiers, and and para biathlete and Nordic skiers. I grew up in northern Maine, found ski racing uh, with this organization called Maywinner Sports Center, and started traveling the world and training full-time in high school. After college, was racing full-time, tried to make the Olympics. Missed it by one spot. In a super serendipitous way, the program director for the US Paralympic team coached me when I started skiing full time in high school in northern Maine. So she has been a friend and mentor of mine for 14 years now. And so as I was finishing up and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, she was kind of there to offer me an opportunity and a chance to learn with them and It's cool, because she coached me, and now she's helping me coach athletes. It's very serendipitous. And now I've sort of shifted gears and taken what I know to work with people and help them through their process. Categories are complex and confusing. (laughs) There's visually impaired, um, there's sit skiing, and then there's standing. So standing athletes might have partial limbs, um, visually impaired, are visually impaired. And then sit skiers have, will have like a spinal injury or um, leg injuries and, and, and sit in a sit ski. The part that's really exciting for me is it's a less homogenous world than Nordic skiing and biathlon in the US. So we've got athletes that grew up all over the country doing different things that upon injury or upon finding out about us, moved to a winter location. And so we have all these really unique stories coming together in a sport that is a little bit less widely unique. And I think that's a huge motivation for me and the other staff, the other coaches, is that there's just different stories going on and we get to be a part of that. And and I think in that way it makes our sport even more special because we're bringing in more people, we're making it more accessible. The program at large, we're close to 30 something athletes. And then as we pour more resources on the development team, there are two and on the national team, there are six. But we have a couple of coaches that are bringing in athletes, finding them, helping them get to a winter location, helping them get resources to get started. And then we try to get them on a track to if they're interested in it to higher performance. We have a couple of the best skiers in the world as part of our program and we have athletes that have just learned to ski this year so so our goal is to get those athletes first and foremost into like the healthy lifestyle and if they decide that they are extremely motivated that we have the resources for them to move forward in sport if they're extremely talented that's also a motivator for us and in that way it's really helped our national team where we have a very small group of some of the best Set skiers in the world, it's really been exciting for them to be a part of the process of the sport growing in the U.S. For us to have camps where instead of one coach and four athletes, there's five coaches and 20 athletes, they're thriving on that community, as we all probably got involved in some way because of that, mm-hmm. because of the people and being outside of them. So Eagle Mount is a partner of Crosscut, who the, in the, the U.S. Paralympic team is paired with or is partnered with Crosscut as well. So one way that we work with Eagle Mount is we'll, and our goal as the Paralympic team is to help coach coaches and provide resources nationwide so that the sport can keep growing from the bottom up. For example, we have, we put together like a, a sit ski teaching module and it's like a really nice detailed step-by-step of like how to teach sit skiing, what you need to know, how to be comfortable asking questions to sort of give coaches permission to use their skill set to meet an athlete where they are and just like ask them questions and and help them. And so we'll run clinics or do a lot of coaches education work or share resources uh, like, oh, we got a new fleet of sit skis. Here are some old ones that we can pass along and help out. So in that way, we do have to be, as an organization, we are more performance based than Eagle Mount. But more people skiing, more people enjoying the lifestyle is also a big motivator for all of us. Questions, questions, questions. And, and like being open to experimenting. And in this way, I, I really strongly feel like every coach should work with adaptive athletes and have that same kind of philosophy. If I'm working with you, Brian, I, I don't know what your experience in life has been like. I don't understand yet your imbalances, your strengths, your weaknesses. And truly the only way to do all that is to meet you where you're at by asking you lots of questions, trying to understand you, and then how I can help you get where you're trying to go. And in that way, it's a really fun experimental process. We can study World Cup video and we can look at what people in similar categories are doing, but still at the end of the day, it might not be the right approach for an athlete that I'm working with. And in that way, it's really fun. Like, you can do things as simple as setting up two cones and trying 12 different things and timing it and dwindling down to these three things seem to work the best. Let's try it again in a week. And so it's a very creative, experimental process. It's good coaching. Yeah, and you know, things have come up recently where I was skiing with a friend the other day and he's like, man, my right foot hurts a lot. And I was like, tell me more. He's like, I think... I think my right foot's bigger. <laughs> it's like we all at some level are adaptive. <laughs> if we really started working together and be like, might realize that your right hip is extremely tight and you need to work on that. And we need to adjust to try to balance you out a little bit better. And in that way, it's the same thing. If I'm working with a one arm athlete, we need to try to square up your shoulders, create some symmetry across the upper body and how we do that. I don't know. And that's, that's kind of the most exciting part, I think, for us as coaches, because we get to always learn. Right. And in a kind of ego-free way, let's learn together. So one of our best guys, one of the best in the world, he's 38. And so in in endurance sports, I'd say that's, in oh. high-level, professional, world-class athletes, that's pretty old. And we've been trying to recruit more and more younger athletes. And this year we'll have, again, this is only my second year, but to my knowledge, the widest age spread that the program's ever had. So I think we'll have, um, we have a couple of kiddos that are 16, so from 16 to 38, that's a huge age range. And the other p- fun part about that is, yeah, we're coaching athletes to try to be the best in the world or the best athlete that they can be and really what that is is meeting them where they're at so they can help you can help them try to be the best version of themselves so if you're at a different place in your life that looks very different it is and also that way continually fun and a very curious process i think we all feel the weight of the uncertainty especially for athletes and when you've poured yourself into something and you're trying to be really excellent you want to try to map that out. You want to try to control for all the things that you can and show up fully in those ways and when you don't know if you can do that and you don't know what that looks like, there's a lot of uncertainty and so I think we've been feeling the weight of that for athletes in that way though it's also kind of the most exciting thing for me because like the only thing constant in life is change and and in that way, you can't always map everything out. You can't always line up all your ducks and make it work. And you can't grip on too tightly to that. So the process together working with our sports psychs and our other coaches and our athletes to try to be more comfortable with that, I think is going to have a lot of really good long-term effects for the program, for individual athletes, for coaches. I think we're all learning a lot about that. When you know that there's an event happening and you need to peak for it, you can just build out a really clear plan and be ready to show up for that moment. I think what's tough this year is that we don't know, events are getting canceled on the fly without much notice. We don't know when they might happen. And so also physiologically, it's like a little bit more creative to figure out how can we get our athletes ready to go when they need to go if we're not sure when they're gonna go. (laughs) For our national team, there's usually four World Cup weeks, December, January, February, and March. So this year there was supposed to be a World Cup week in December, January and then uh, World Champs in February and then a test event in Beijing in March. So far, they've canceled the December one um, and then there's, there's supposed to be World Cup week in January in Lillehammer, World Championships in Östersund in February and then a test event in Beijing in March. Who knows what'll happen? Seems unlikely, but we can remain hopeful. <laughs> we'll be ready to go if, if we get called upon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, backcountry. I grew up in northern Maine. There wasn't a whole lot of that. The mountains are just completely new and astounding to me. And I've spent so much time Nordic skiing that it's been nice to hop on fatter skis and appreciate snow in just a different way. Um, and Bozeman, it's just like endless here. And I think that's part of the beauty too um, and excitement for me with backcountry is that there's, like, there's a, a flavor of local knowledge that you could Google all you want and get maps all you want, but like the real intel comes from running into somebody and asking them what they did last weekend or meeting up with a friend to go tour and they take you somewhere that you've never been. Or maybe you've been, but you didn't realize that that line was skiable and that that was safe. And in that way, it does feel like an endless journey. They can check out the US Paralympics website or CrossCuts website. Um, There's usually more info there follow us on Instagram (laughs) and talk to people. Yeah. Get out and ski. And especially if you're living in Bozeman and you come up to Crosscut on any given day, this winter, you'll see a lot of different things going on. And I would encourage people to just, if they're curious, go over and ask, what are you guys up to? There'll be a lot of exciting things going on up there this winter in a safe manner. So the national team will be there. There'll be ski education going on. There'll be Eagle Mount programs going on. The elite team, the CrossCut elite team will be training. Um, Other teams will be up training. People will be touring around. I think everybody that can get on skis uh, will be on skis this winter. And that's a really beautiful thing given what's going on in the world. We're trying to figure out how to pool all of the resources we can to make that the case, at least in Southwestern Montana right now. But like with with the para team, yeah, we're shipping gear out to Seattle, to Michigan, to all over the country and and connecting athletes with coaches and saying, all right, you can't walk, but actually you can ski. And these are the people to connect with. We're gonna ship you this gear. Let us know how we can help. And so, yeah, I think skiing is for everyone. It just requires some collaborative, creative, of resources. Visit crosscutmt.org for more information and come back to thelastbestski.com to get the scoop on skiing southwest Montana and the greater Yellowstone region. Until next time, happy ski trails.